Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim Show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard. Now let me say that again. We Anything that you're doing in your life that does not point you to the kingdom of God is evil. Okay? Well, what does this hurt? Oh, is that is that going to take you to the kingdom? No, not particularly. Just get away from it. Leave it alone. Find something else to do. 
because it's holiness, it's righteousness under the Lord God. All right, let's go. Let's go now to Ezekiel thirteen. Ezekiel thirteen ten through fifteen. Ezekiel thirteen ten through fifteen. If you're awake, say amen. amen. Because they have seduced my people, saying peace, and there was no peace. And one built up a wall, and lo, others dabbed it with untempered mortar, saying to them, which dubbed it with untempered mortar, that it shall fall, and there shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, O great hailstones, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it. Now, this is the church, okay? It has been seduced. Same peace, and there was no peace. There's no peace in the church today. And, and the reason is that the wall, the church, the people were built with untempered mortar. In other words, mortar that didn't have semen in it, all right? Something that was just, uh, that had a whole lot of sand and water and no semen. 12 says, Lo, when the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, where is the daubing wherewith ye have daubed it? Wherefore saith the Lord God, I will even rend it with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in mine anger and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. So will I break it down the wall that ye shall dab with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered, and it shall fall, and you shall be consumed in the midst thereof, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall and upon them that have dabbed it with untempered mortar, and will say unto you, The wall is no more, neither they that dabbed it. Those that are doing the dabbing are the preachers. The wall is the people. He says it will fall because it's untempered. It will fall because it's not the fullness thereof of God's Word. Let us go now to Ezekiel 14, 1 through 8. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquire of at all by them. Therefore speak unto them, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idol in his heart, and putteth a stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to the prophet, I the Lord will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent, turn yourself from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, which separateth himself from me, and setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. And I will set my face against that man, and will make a sign and a, a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. God answer, answering again according to the adultery that's in the heart, and that's what he's going to do now. Okay? Um, It's a strange thing what you can hold in your heart, okay? Because ultimately, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, as we're told. You just listen long enough, and you'll find out what people believe, as I've taught you. Let's go to Lamentations 2.14. The prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thy iniquity. Uh-oh. What's one thing that prophets are supposed to do? evidently discover your sin, okay? To turn away the captivity, because you're now in captivity if you're in sin, but have seen for thee false burdens 
and causes a banishment. That's what's going on in the church. The prophets, bless God, are not there to show you the way that the Lord God wants you to come to holiness. What we have there are preachers that don't understand what first things first are and second things second. We are to turn you away from the captivity of sin. So we can get, and that's what we're doing this weekend. We're desperately trying to get you to understand you must come out of this spirit. Isaiah 30, 9 through 13. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. That's today's church. Okay? Which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. What is that? A prophet of Baal. That's a prophet of Baal. Because let me tell you something. A prophet of God would stand up and say, I'm sorry, boys and girls. That's just not the way it's going to be. Okay? Get you out of the way. Turn aside out of the path because the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because ye despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon, therefore... This iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. So he says, you know, it isn't going to work. It's not going to hold. It's not going to take place. But the church is not interested in truth. What the church is interested in is fun and games. Okay? Most of the Pentecostal and large numbers of the charismatic church today have more interest in the band and the singing and the dancing, okay, than they do in the Word of God. We've had people leave this organization because we just don't have a praise and worship service, and they just have to have that. Baloney. If you're not praising and worshiping God every day, and the only time that you can get it is when you go through a door somewhere there's a church, you miss God. You miss God. If that if that's the thrust of what the, the whole concept is about to you, you sadly miss God. But what did I say? They have music. They sing. They dance. If the dancing is not giving to be that in the perfect spirit of God, it is the spirit of Baal. I remember one time we were we were uh, around a ministry and and they had the guy had his wife had come up and put a display of, of dancing on. And I was just sitting there going, "Oh boy, Baal's come into the room." <laughs> They didn't even know. They didn't even recognize. And see, folks, what happens in this, once you become an abomination to God, and that's what happens, then they, they then you watch, and in this case, that ministry never has grown, has never done anything. Why? Because they're an abomination to God. They, they had no one to teach them holiness and righteousness. All they were interested in was being in the ministry. Scary thing, being in the ministry, okay? Scary thing. No one should want to be a preacher, okay? Mm -mm, stepped all over somebody out there, didn't I? I saw your spirit go, woo! Too much responsibility. I don't like being responsible for you. Why? Because you have a free will. You're going to do whatever you want to do. And I have to answer to God. But you're like, a, you're, like, you're like a bunch of kids, and it's always been that way for me. Some of you, bless God, won't cause one iota, one minute of trouble. You'll do what you're told. You'll take care of business. And then we got that other group. Do you, you know which group I'm talking about? 
that always seems to be the one that's never quite getting around to doing what they're supposed to do, always doing the opposite of what should have been done, and always saying, I'll take care of that later. So you have to, in other words, the responsibility of ministry is too great as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry that uh, the Lord God uh, had to choose me uh, to do this because I, 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 you know, I'm only interested in getting me and mine to heaven until I became a preacher. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I've got to be interested not only for me and mine, I've got to be interested in what will eventually be millions of people. That don't seem to me like a good trip, okay? I, maybe I'm missing that somewhere, but... 1 Kings 18:36 through 40. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God to Abraham, Isaac, and to Israel, let it be known this day that, the, that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast returned their heart, has turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood and the stones and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. I bet they did, don't you? Hmm? Simply, especially since they were sitting there teeter-tottering between Baal and the Lord. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let none, let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the, to the brook Kishon and slew them there. So Elijah did that, okay? So 450 prophets of Baal were killed that day, all right? Now, in 1829, it said, And it shall come to pass, when midday was passed, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice or any to answer, nor any that regarded. Now, I want to go back to that because, again, I want you to, to understand that they prophesied. Now, you have Israel sitting there, intently watching whether God is God or whether Baal be God. And again, folks, they weren't sure, okay? But Elijah had come up with a really good idea, okay? Well said, Elijah. Get out there and show us it. Show us. Get out there and show us. Now, let me... That, on this day, it turned the hearts of the people back to, back to the Lord God. But down the road, they fell again, okay, and again, and again, and again. We are told that we are to use these scriptures to instruct us, to correct us, bless God, to bring us to right thinking, okay? It's an example to us. The Bible calls it an example, that we are to use this. But, uh, but seemingly, we don't seem to learn from what God is trying to say to us. We, we, we just can't, folks, this thing about holiness is just something that, bless God, yes, we all got when we got Jesus. Let's, let's, let's move on. And that's what it's always been. But it's not that at all. It is not that at all. Let's, uh, let's go, if we can, to 1 Kings 19, 1 and 2. And Ahab, I love this. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Oh, man. So Ahab ran home to his wife, Jezebel. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah. I'm going to fix that boy. You watch this. Saying, so let the gods do to me, and more also if I... Make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Maybe Ahab forgot to tell her that this God of Israel brought fire down upon the altar. 
Maybe he didn't tell the whole story here. Maybe he just ran home and said, Mama, woo, we got troubles. What are you going to do about it? Now remember, he's the head of Israel. Or was he the head of Israel? No, not at all. Whoa. So she says, uh, you're going to die. You're going to die. Now, the Ahab... Now, guys and, and, and girls, listen. We're, the guys are going to get a chance to reap what they have sown, too. But, 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 guys, if in fact you're under the control of a Jezebel spirit, you will always protect her, and you always do. Well, you know, she does do. Uh, you know, she. You know, she. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't shake your head, some of you, because you're <laughs> liable to fall out of the seat. But remember that. You need to write that down. We'll always do that. Why did Elijah fear? Jezebel. Well, in the third verse it says, And when he saw that, he arose and went for the life, went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. He ran for his life. Here's a guy that had called upon the God, not only of all of Israel, but all the earth, to bring fire down to consume that altar, and he did. And now all of a sudden, because some mealy-mouthed woman, excuse me, girls, has called his hand. She played the Jezebel card. Okay. You either do this. Girls kind of can't get a hold of the sides of the chair. We didn't install seat belts. If you don't do this, it is always threatening. It's always threatening. It's always threatened. That spirit threatens. You either do this or guess what? We're not going to the movie tonight. And guys, I think you get the idea of where that can go to from there. Mm -hmm. Sorry, got a headache. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm. Once you just go out and play basketball, huh? What is that? Well, I'm going to tell you something, and I will not get to all that this weekend, but. And I've always said, you better take care of Papa, or Papa will be going down the street, girls. And then, of course, Jezebel comes up and wants to destroy Papa's life because she doesn't want to submit or be submissive. Jezebel. Now, Je uh, Elijah feared no man at all. Yet the fear came when, when Elijah considered Jezebel's message. Fear came in. The Jezebel spirit will rise up and try to destroy the prophetic spirit. And will try to do it every time. Do you know who I have the most trouble with with women? When it is into the prophetic uh, uh, spirit end of it. Because they always do. Out of 100 emails... Of, oh, listen how spiritual I am. Seventy-five of them are women. Okay? Seventy-five of them. What is that spirit? If it is unproved, and they all are unproved, then it can be nothing but a spirit of Baal. It can be nothing but that. As I've taught you, prophecy has to be judged. You're really, really stupid to tell anybody what you think God may have told you or may have shown you. Okay? But you see, the spirit of Baal wants to be recognized. The spirit of Baal wants to seduce you into thinking you are some great spiritual person. Are you beginning to understand what's going on throughout North America? That's what this thing is all about in North America. It's like it's like you know it's it's one of these it's like one of these deals of trying to see who can tell the biggest fish story. <laughs> well, who knows? Now, it will seduce. Never bow to the spirit of fear, and you know that we've taught you that. Never do that when fear comes in. I got news for you: faith is gone. 
Smith Wiggleworth said something one time that I read years and years and years ago. He said, when fear comes to the door of my home, I answer it with faith. And that's deep and it's right, okay? Uh, out of faith, uh, faith will go out the door. Anytime fear is there, it's gone. Nothing God did in you yesterday will any longer matter if fear prevails today. Okay? No matter what, what God did in you yesterday, if fear comes, but Scott, I'm going to tell you something. It won't matter. Why? Because your mind will kick in, your heart will, will quit functioning in faith. All right? Anytime you feel like giving up, know you are winning. And, and see, that's completely opposite. Your mind is saying, hey, hey, big boy, <laughs> you might as well give up and give in, all right, to the devil. This thing's over. No, you're about to win. And as I have taught you, in the very darkest hour is when the victories come. That's when they come. But you see, again, the purpose of temptation that I have taught very diligently. God's going to find out what's in your heart. If you can't make it now, you won't make it then. And see, when God brings an organization to the place that this organization is right now today, He knows something. You, those of you that are ready to be delivered from and walk free from this Baal spirit, are going to go forth. You're going to come into a new place, a new, a new step into a new era. And those of you that don't, and you know what I've taught you, you ain't going to make it anyway. It's time to get in. It's time to get out. It's time to become hot or it's time to become cold. It's, it's not time to ride the fence anymore. It's not time to be a Christian when everything works out well and act like the devil when it doesn't. Okay? Now... Use faith to poke the, uh, the, the devil in the nose when fear comes, and you'll be all right. Let's go to First uh, Kings sixteen twenty nine through 33. And in the thirty and eighth year of Asa king of Judah began Ahab, the son of Omri, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria twenty and two years. And Ahab, son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat. But so see, evidently it had gone on before, right? The Jeroboam, yes it did. That he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethabel, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. So, in other words, here it is. Uh, he takes on uh, somebody uh, of the Zidonians, and bless God, he goes and worships Baal, the god of the Zidonians. All right? And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab made more, uh, did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Now, I know we read that before, but that's strong stuff. Why? Because it was easier. Now, a provoking spirit, okay, and that's exactly what this spirit of Jezebel is. His name means contentious one. The name... The, the name uh, Jeroboam means contentious one. I'm sorry, the name Ahab. Ahab, the contentious one. Contentious isn't a good deal, right? None of us wants to be that way. First Kings 21, 4 through 22. 4 through 22. Now, we're going to get into just a little bit more here of exactly, exactly where, we're, where we're going here. Ahab was a dandy. First Kings twenty one, four through twenty two, starting in verse four of First Kings twenty one. And Ahab came 
unto his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth, the Jezreelite, had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, Abi, what seems to be so bad? And why, Abi, are you so sad? Well, that's not what he really said, all right? Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? You didn't eat supper. And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth, the Jezreelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. I don't want your money. It's not for sale. And I sure don't want you to give me that rotten piece of whatever that is down the road you're trying to be a scoundrel about. And Jezebel, his wife, said to him, Dost thou not govern the kingdom of Israel? Now, I'm going to tell you something, Bubbo. You get up tomorrow and have breakfast and you go into work, you better walk into your boss's office and you better tell him how the hog ate the cabbage, as the prophet says, or I'm going to come in there and I'm going to straighten his <clears throat> you-know-what out. Same spirit. Same spirit. Well, I'll tell you right now, they have tomorrow morning, I'm going up to that school, and I'm about to tell them how the hog ate the cabbage. Same spirit. Same spirit. Hadn't changed a bit. Now, <laughs> can we say this may be the epitome of Jezebel? Well, yes, or the, it, we wouldn't be preaching it, okay? Now, she says, let me read again. And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Dost thou not govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Abi's name and sealed them with his seal and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in his city dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote in the letters saying, Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people and set two men, sons of Baal, there it is again, before him, to hear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and then carry him out and stone him that he might die. Don't mess with Jezebel. She'll get you. That, 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 that spirit is vengeful. That spirit wants you to die. That spirit will control you, or you will, as far as they're concerned, you will die. Now, this wasn't a story that was made up pre-adventure. This was what happened. Ahab was not man enough to run the government of, of, of Israel. But he had a wife that was not only willing but because she was of the spirit of Baal, served Baal, they built altars to Baal, she saw to it that she did what? She controlled the government of the city that he was from, had them to call him up on the carpet, question him, accuse him, then take him out back and stone him. In other words, he was, he was dead before they ever went to his house. What was all over? It was over a vineyard. It was over a grape harbor. Because Daddy wanted a grape harbor, Jezebel was going to see that he got it. Eleven. And the men of his city, even the elders and the nobles, who were the inhabitants of the city, did as Jezebel had sent unto, or set, or sent unto them, and as it was written in the letters which she had sent unto them. They proclaimed a fast, and set Naboth on, on high among the people. Notice how it was prophetically, spiritually, 
directed. Okay. And there came in two men, children of Baal, and set before him, and the men of Beal witnessed against him, even against Naboth. Oh, don't bring false a witness against your, your neighbor, right? Broke that one, didn't they? And in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. Then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stones that, that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. And it came to pass, when Jezebel heard that Naboth, Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth, Naboth is not alive but dead. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. She said, look here, Aby. I took over. You wanted it. I got it for you. Now get up and, and do a jig or whatever you need to do. Go out and feed the dog, cats, and the, and the hogs. They must well have been eating pig. It's yours. The guy's out of the way. Woo, woo, woo. See how slick you do this? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Unfortunately, I, I had a... I had a person in this church that was a, a deacon when we were here. And uh, I, I got noticing that every time that we would sit down to make some decisions, that he would say, I'll have to call you. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to, he said, I'll have to call you uh, tomorrow and let you know. He said, I've got to, I've got to think this thing over. And about a month or two of that went by, and, and, and then, then one of the elders said to me, he said, do you, do, you, do you know what old brother such and such is doing? I said, no. He said, he told me that he wasn't making any decisions until he went home and talked to Mama. Now, does anybody... Now, we didn't take him out back here and stone him, okay? But does anybody want to bet whether that guy lasted a year, six months, pre-adventure six days? How about the next hour? He was gone. Wrong spirit won't work. I didn't know. If I'd known, I got rid of him beforehand. Had to go home and make sure. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now. Now, he went on to say here, 16th verse, And it came to pass, when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab rose up, went down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite to take possession of it. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah, the Tishbite. Here come the prophet, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he is gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Because I will bring evil upon thee, and I will take every away thy posterity, and will cut off thy, uh, cut, cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall. Oh my Lord, that's in the Bible. <laughs> put your finger, if you can, put your finger over the pisseth part. Oh. Somebody, uh, somebody wrote a uh, nasty little email. We get one every once in a while about uh, the language that this prophet uses from time to time. I said, oh, well, of course, and who do you think they quoted? Paul. Yeah. And so I quickly directed them to the Scripture that says, and Peter cursed. The guy with the keys to the kingdom cussed? I didn't say it. That's what the Scripture said. Come on. You know, it's time to smell the roses, folks. It's time to get away from this judging, this, this thing of we're all going to be perfect. There's only one perfect one. He's trying to guide us into holiness and righteousness. 
It's a lie to be somebody you're not. Hmm? Mm-hmm. There we go. Woo. Maybe we'll do the hypocritical spirit this month. No, no, we're going we're, to we're, we're, we're save that one. That's, that's, that, that, that's a good one, okay? Now, and him that is shut up in the left, uh, and, and left in Israel, and will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah, who the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin. So that was the end of that. Now, over in First Kings 18:18, 18, 18, and he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. So there again, uh, the prophet tells him, this is the spirit of Baal in operation. You followed after him because you killed Naboth for that vineyard. Now, 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 now boys, get ready. You listen up, boys? Why did he not go to Jezebel? Ahab was ahead. Jezebel got Ahab killed. Because Ahab was not man enough to either accept... Let me tell you what Ahab acted like. was a little spoiled two-year-old. We got one that's two years old. Hmm? You know how they act? The terrible twos? I want this. I want that. I'm sorry. Scarlet's got, but I want it. Ah! Boy, can we make a book out of that. Now, that's exactly the way Ahab acted. He ran home. I'm going home and tell Mama. Mama will do something about this. Boy, when she hears this, she is going to get hot. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm real sorry. <laughs> no, I'm terribly sorry. That could go on a wall. Okay. Now, 1 Kings 21, 25. And it says here, 1 Kings 21, 25, But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Now listen. Whom... Jezebel, the Baal spirit, his wife, stirred up. So she stirred him up. Can darkness stir? Yes. A person operating in a controlling spirit does not realize that is what is going on. Things happen in the spirit world where first. And they don't realize. Uh, see... Uh, those of you sweet sisters in this room that have this spirit of Baal, save it one or two, that's the way this thing operates. This is a vicious spirit. It is a conniving spirit. It is a controlling spirit. Now, the Spirit is there not because you're a bad person. The Spirit is there not because it's there because it's everywhere. It's there because it was never confronted. But Elijah hasn't been on this earth for a day or two. Elijah's home. And I'm about to cut the head off of Jezebel. All the way off. Say, I love you, Lord. Genesis 3, 1 through 19. Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast in the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now let's stop right there. Is that a spirit of Baal? Yes. Is it a is it a Prophetic divination spirit, yes. Okay? Now listen, he's prophesying. 
He said, Hath the God, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, and of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. But God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither should you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the, the tree was good for food, that and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sold fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And, Abra A and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord uh, God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I, I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Now, there was no, 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 who told you? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me, <laughs> she gave me the tree, and I did eat. He was real quick, wasn't he? Hey, it wasn't my fault. Huh? But here's the case. Even back in the beginning, that we have... This setting, the serpent comes, the bell spirit comes to Eve, and he prophesies to her. She takes it, hook, line, and sinker, says she ate, and then she gave unto her husband and said, eat. <laughs> she didn't say, honey, I'm going to argue this point. No, she said, Look at him, eat it, or go hungry, or go down to McDonald's. This is all we're having. He ate. Then the Lord hunts him down. Here come the Lord. He says, hey, wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was hers. She's the one that did it all. I just ate. Guys, that's pretty well where we fall in line with that spirit. That spirit doesn't want to be confronted, okay? But Now, does it sound like that he was guarding his wife? You don't guard nothing when the Lord God comes in the cool of the morning, okay? He's already seen everything, and, and, and obviously he saw it, but I, I thought that. Now, wasn't that something? Now, listen. He says, uh, now, the 14th verse, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, no, I'm sorry, to the woman, 13th, said unto the woman, What is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now she's pointing the finger, isn't she? Well, it wasn't my fault. The cockeyed snake come in the room, and whoo, you know how they are. We're always somebody's fault, isn't it? Huh? We're always blaming something. Wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. Don always says, Just blame me. You'll feel better. I said, Thank you, Don. Hmm? Thank you, darling. Well, <clears throat> it seemed like that this thing went back a little bit further than just Moses, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Now, he says in 14, The Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thy go, and the dust shall uh, thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and the, and the conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And, they, and, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, girls, I hate to ask you to underline that, but you need to, okay? that the man shall rule over the woman. Why? Because 
I know you now listen. When we get to heaven, first thing the girls need to do is punch Eve in the nose. My turn. Pop. Next. Pop. This whole thing of having children and going through right to death itself to heaven is because of this. It's because she was seduced by a spirit of prophetic divination and succumbed to it. And now look what's happened. Now it's got to the place where, bless God, that thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. And to Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. Oh boy, here we go, guys. And hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shall thy eat all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and shall eat the herbs of the field. And in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread, till thy return unto the ground from out of whence thou hast taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Now, the key is there's only one head, okay? Now, uh, girls, please tell me you're going to come back, because somewhere, maybe by, uh, by uh, tonight, I don't know so much about this afternoon, I'm going to be able to take you into, and you're going to be able to sit there and go, yeah, you got the number of the old boy I married too, okay? This thing's both sides. The old story, it takes two to tangle, the door swings both ways, right? And besides that, girls, you're probably going to leave here this weekend feeling a whole lot better about yourselves than the guy sitting next to you that's your spouse, okay? Because this prophet's about to take them for a ride too. You ladies are not the one in authority. Well, now, my husband will not make decisions. We're going to handle that the next day or so. We're going to take care of that part of it. But the key, you have to understand, what is truth? God's Word. What did God say? That the man would be the head of the family. He, in other words, he would be over his wife. That she, bless God, would do what? She would bring herself and understand he shall rule over thee. Boy, that has a lot of implications, that word rule. i got a two before at home. That's the way I handle my old lady. <laughs> Smack right between the eyes any point in given time. Well, it's not quite that, that kind of rule, of course. It's not. It's not the girls you walk two steps or three steps behind, behind your husband and you only speak when spoken to. I'm going to prove in Scripture that's all right. The guys are in trouble, too. Okay, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Just I picked on you first because you are the weaker vessel. Thank you, prophet. Thank you, prophet. That's a lot better. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you'd enjoy that. I knew you would. And God loved you. Now, Genesis 16, 1 through 6. Genesis 16, 1 through 6. Here we go. Now Sarai, Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaiden, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened unto the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her handmaiden, the Egyptian, after Abram had, had dealt ten, or dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid unto thy bosom. And when she saw that she was conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between me and thee. 
But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it is that it pleases thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. Now, as we know the story, Sarah, Sarai, couldn't have kids. She's quite old. And she decided, because it was prophesied that she would have children, that Abram, Abraham, would be the father of many nations. To count the children, you'd have to be able to count the stars and the sands of the sea. So it's not working out. So Abram goes to Sarai and said, Honey, that little hot chick you got over there, that, that Hagar babe, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you know, I got this idea. Now, here's how we're going to do this thing. We're gonna, No, 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 no. Sarai, Sarah, decides she's going to solve this thing. A-A-B? No. <laughs> Could be, amen. Abraham. Abram. Come, fence. I got this thing worked out. Now... Now, this isn't what it says, okay, but anyhow. Now, God said, but you know, I'm old, and I mean, after all, you know, I've gone through this thing. Girls, you know what I mean, this thing. Some of you are going through this thing, right? (laughs) And I don't, you know, let's face it, it ain't going to work out. So here's the plan. You jump in bed with Hagar. She has a kid, be my kid, because she's my handmaiden, be your concubine. Works out with God, works out with me, and it works out with you. That was the plan. Now, but who devised the plan? Sarai. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Abram. And 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 again, that's that's what you know. That 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 that's what gets everybody in trouble. Now, um, it, it goes on here to say Genesis nineteen seventeen through twenty three. Seventeen through twenty three. Genesis 19. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that, the, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Okay? Now we're talking about the whole thing that happened here with, with Lot, right? And Lot said unto them, O, oh, not so, my Lord, behold now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, I and I die. And behold, this city is near to thee unto, or to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. It is not a, 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 not a little one, and my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. Uh, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. Now, uh, 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 this is where I take the promise that the Lord God could not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah until he brought out his children. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Shir 